Hello, everyone. This is Pastor Lawrence Taylor speaking, and this is Reflection on Scripture. I'd like to share some thoughts with you today regarding some contemporary issues. I'm going to talk about the January 6th committee uh, and their investigation of these events. It was a bipartisan committee, uh, primarily made up of Democrats uh, with two Republicans, uh, Liz Cheney and uh, Kinzinger. Um, and um, it looks like uh, people are applauding, at least on one side, what took place. They think that this was a very thorough investigation. Let's recall uh, that um, the President of the United States, then Donald Trump, incited an insurrection, and he had uh, people storm the Capitol, uh, unlike what some people would like to say, like Ron Johnson's and others, this was not a walk in the park. This was not a picnic. Uh, this was an out and out insurrection. Let's remember we saw people scaling walls. Uh, they were attacking the Capitol Police, beating them. Uh, they uh, stormed into the Capitol. They went into um, congressional offices, they threatened to kill congressional leaders. They put up a noose to uh, say that they wanted to hang the vice president. They wanted to kill uh, Nancy Pelosi and AOC. And um, it was, without a doubt, a, a insurrection. Uh, five people died as a result of this insurrection. Uh, and um, one was killed, uh, her name was Babbitt, Lane Babbitt, because she was attempting to break into uh, a room where the Capitol Police told her to stop. She was uh, leading a group and she was uh, killed as a result of it. But in the long run, what did this uh, committee Exposed. What did they reveal to us? Well, they reveal what they set out to do, and that is that the 45th president of the United States was responsible for inciting a insurrection, a riot. However, I differ with those who say that this was a uh, good committee, a thorough investigation of the facts. Because it just wasn't. Now, let me tell you why I differ with them. Well, for first of all, <clears throat> let's uh, know that Liz Cheney, uh, one of the Republicans who was on that committee, in the past was a Trump supporter. She voted over 90% of the time with Trump. She recently admitted that she was opposed 
to the George Floyd bill and the John Lewis bill. Imagine John Lewis bill, which would in, increase the number of electors, uh, uh, I'm sorry, number of people participating uh, in voting, which would protect the rights of blacks to vote. Well, she was opposed to that. So, of course, that automatically is problematic when you have such a person uh, on this committee. Although certain news outlets like MSNBC and CNN do nothing but praise her, and some suggest that uh, she run for the presidency of the United States. The other problem, of course, with Liz Cheney is that Liz Cheney made it clear that this investigation would be limited. What I mean by limited is she said, look, we are not going to go after the national security apparatus. We're only going to investigate Donald Trump. That is That was the uh, condition uh, that she um, demanded and they stipulated and they agreed to that that um, demand. All right, so do you think that that's a thorough investigation of what happened? Let's consider the facts. One, this was a racist insurrection. They were attempting to stop the votes of black people. They targeted places like, I mean, what did the president of the United States, the then president of the United States say? He said he wanted to stop uh, the votes in places like Philadelphia, in uh, Michigan, uh, in, um, in Georgia, predominantly black areas, because he didn't want blacks to elect the president of the United States. That was one thing. Number two, the other problem with this is that um, the people who were summoned to the Capitol were white nationalists. I mean, just look at the groups, Proud Boys, Boogaloos, Three Percenters, the Michigan militia. People were walking around with Confederate flags. They actually brought a Confederate flag in the Capitol building, first time that had, that had ever been done in the history of this union. Um, they had people wearing shirts saying six million was not enough. But further, let's look at the role of national security apparatus. Where were the National Guard? Where was the FBI? Where was the CIA? Everybody saw for themselves what was going on. But they were in collusion with this event. There's nothing that could convince us, at least convince me, that they didn't have a part in this insurrection. In fact, Capitol, some Capitol Police did. You can see it for yourself. Although they have sanitized uh, some of the footage, if they show the whole footage, like they did on the day of the insurrection, 
then you see Capitol Police escorting these insurrectionists into the Capitol. You see them moving barricades. You see them taking selfies with them. All of that has been now sanitized, and neither one of these networks, MSNBC or CNN, even talk about it. They don't mention it at all uh, because they want to give a certain narrative, uh, and they try to clean this up. So if you really wanted an honest investigation, uh, then let's everything should be up for grabs. Let's expose the um, part that the national intelligence apparatus played uh, in this insurrection. Uh, let's uh, talk about the role that various Congress people played in this insurrection. You know, not not just the Marjorie Taylor Greens uh, or uh, the uh, Matt Gates, uh, but let's talk about uh, the Republican Party as a whole and their role in this. In the fact that now, now they refuse to condemn it, and with this new House that they have, which is predominantly, which is controlled by the Republican Party. Um, this whole January 6th committee thing has really been a waste. Let's talk about the role uh, of uh, Merrick Garland and his refusal to bring charges against the president of the United States, his refusal to bring charges against the insurrectionist congresspeople who played a part in this. And you know very well if these insurrectionists had been people of another hue, there would have really been no need for a January 6th committee because most of them would have been shot dead that day. How about the fact that you had over 50,000, 55, 56,000 people come to the Capitol? Now, they came for one reason. Let's be clear, they only came for one reason, and that was to stop a constitutional process. That is the certification of the vote for the president of the United States. We don't have to guess. They weren't there just to voice their disagreement. They were there for that purpose. It was trafficked all over uh, social media come and stop the vote. The very name of the rally was to stop the vote. So stop what vote? Stop the certification. So they, they were there for an illegal purpose to begin with. That was their purpose for being there. Have we forgotten about that? How about the fact that they all got to after? Yeah, I know. Uh, they say, well, only 800 people uh, who were able to, uh, who stormed the Capitol. Well, of course, that only makes sense. It would be physically impossible for 50,000 people to go into the Capitol. So the numbers who went in there were the ones who were able to go in there. But they were all there for the same purpose. All there for that same purpose. So uh, this notion, well, they all, all are not guilty. Of course they are. Every last one of them. Let's also acknowledge the fact that there is ample information that many of them who participated 
in this were police officers. According to some Capitol Police, badges were flying all over the place. Let's not forget about the fact that many of them had military backgrounds. Uh, they came there with all kinds of weapons. Uh, and um, they had uh, those plastic handcuffs, I mean, which only military and police would be in possession of in the first place. But they walked out of that capital scot-free. That, I mean, that is the most amazing thing to me. It is not like they were hiding. They were taking selfies. They were posing for the camera. But they walked out of there scot-free. And because of protests, because of indignations, well, they began to arrest a few of them. But, you know, even recently, just last week, the New York Times printed an article talking about the fact that judges gave long lectures but light sentences, okay? So they lecture these people who were arrested and they gave them hardly anything, nothing. Many people don't know, just a month prior uh, to this insurrection, this seditious act that took place, incited by a president of the United States, just a month earlier, you had a BLM demonstration, Black Lives Matter. Over 400 people were arrested, and they were nowhere near the Capitol. And the Capitol Police came out with all kinds of military ammunition, helicopters, and 400 were arrested on the spot. Here you have 56,000 who merge on the Capitol, and none of them get arrested that day. I mean, that. what else can you say? I mean, this just shows you the complete disparity in the criminal justice system. I mean, you talk about a lack of fairness. This is it. And what is also astounding is how there is just an absence of this kind of thing, what I'm talking about, because it's common knowledge, but why don't we hear it on the major cable network stations. Why don't they tell us the truth about this thing? Well, I think it only goes to show that justice continues to escape us. It will just, it will continue to persist, but we need to tell the truth about it. Now I'm gonna call your attention to a passage in the book of Acts. Um, and it's um, found in Acts chapter 17. A wonderful verse in Acts chapter 17, beginning at verse 30, verses 30 and 31. It reads, therefore having overlooked the times of ignorance, God is now declaring to men that all people everywhere should repent because he has fixed a day in which he will judge the world in righteousness through a man whom he has appointed, having furnished proof to all men by raising him from the dead. What strikes me, especially verse 31, and that is 
because he, he of course, is referring to Almighty God, has fixed the day. So he says there's a day in the in the plan of God. And his omniscience, he appointed this day. And it says in that day, he will judge the world. And the standard for his judgment will be in righteousness. We do not have a righteous judicial system in this world. And we especially don't have one in the United States of America. But the day is coming when God will fix that. And then he will judge on his standards of righteousness. And notice how it will be accomplished in verse 31. Through a man whom he has appointed. Now, there's only one man he's referring to here, and that's Jesus. He's saying, so through Jesus, that day will come when every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God, and they will all have to stand before his tribunal. And that will be a day in which justice will be measured out. And he says he has appointed, having furnished proof to all men by raising him from the dead. And he says, you can be sure it's going to happen. And what's the evidence? The evidence is that he was raised from the dead. So because he was raised from the dead, that is proof that that day will come when he will judge everything in righteousness. We won't have to depend on Washington. We won't have to depend upon the Kremlin. We won't have to depend upon any juridical system in this world because he will set up his own tribunal and everyone will have to stand before that and be judged. So we look forward to that great day. So I wanna thank you for listening and God bless you all.